And together we are Ghetto and Godly. And you can catch us every Monday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Hot 702.5 FM Sound. And make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, now. At Ghetto and Godly. Just how it sounds. And and is spelled out. Yes, Mm ma'am, sirs. No signs. No signs. Okay, well, hey, now. Mimi, I ain't seen you in about a whole week. I know, girl. You be on the go. Listen, I'm gonna sit my tail. No, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that because I don't really want to sit down. So I'm as long as I'm gonna be here every Monday. Okay, that's right. Travel in between. I missed you. I know I missed you too. I was like, dang, we ain't even. We both got like that parking was crazy outside. So we didn't even get to like. My little Chat. friend had to help Have me out to get changed from Y'all, now. there's a man outside that helps uh Well, it's Mimi's <laughs> friend that he'll watch your meter. He let me get a ticket last week, Yeah, though. did you tell him about that? He said when he get his check on the first, he was going to give me my $20 back. Oh. I said, no, oh. <laughs> I don't need your $20. Keep it. <laughs> well, at least he was looking out from the standpoint of reimbursement. He cause was. You, everybody don't nice. have somebody to watch their meter. Normally, he's on it, right? He's on he's top of it. He's normally on it. Yeah, okay, yeah. well. Just one, everybody messes up every now and then. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Well... What are we talking about this week, Mimi? We are talking about beauty and body, inspired by Janelle Monae's I Like That. Oh, and that tone? Ooh, I, hit I hit it, though. Ooh. You heard it? <laughs> if you say so, my friend. If you say you hit it, I'm cheering for it. You hit it, hit it again. I, I like that. Oh, okay. Ooh, we'll come a little after reverb that. on the oh, end. I, oh, you, uh, <laughs> it's my vibrato. Okay. <laughs> Well, as long as you with it, okay. I think that song is super dope. I went. Yes. Uh, she actually performed that song at Afropunk, and mm. it just like her performing her music just gave me like I was a like I was a fan. You know, a light yeah. fan. Like I really enjoy her music, but I wouldn't go like fan. out of my a light fan because okay. you know sometimes you can't claim to be a fan fan, but you a light fan. Like I don't I, know I, when I her music it. drops. Yeah, to me that's a fan. Yeah. Well, you know when somebody when you're waiting on it to drop, that's a fan. Yeah. So I was a light fan. Like that's when it, true. I would find out that it dropped like, and here go on listen. the radio. Like okay, okay, she let out. me go. Let me go check it out. <laughs> Fan light, okay? Fan light. Um, but watching her perform was amazing. Like she's a really good performer. Mm-hmm. And just like her music is very empowering. Like yes, it, it is. just makes you be like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm here. I love that song. Whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. I remember when you told me back in sixth grade that no. right. And <laughs> you listen. remember shit like that. Exactly. Like real talk. Exactly. So, so I love that song. Yeah. And I think, you know, we were having a conversation over the last week just talking about just seeing a lot of different Instagram post post about mm. different commentary mm. on on bodies whether that be on women on themselves mm. women on other you know c- critiquing other women or even men critiquing women and that's i think a, that's a funny subject yeah we're gonna get into that a little later <laughs> you know we got messy mondays and all that to get to but yeah. what's let's let's kick it off what we're supposed to do every week and let's share our, what's your ghetto and godly mess moment mess no we can ghetto and godly oh moments, okay but... i was ready to get into the mess okay, okay. we can get, jump into the mess then jump okay into the mess. so the mess I'm not sure what uh, Kanye West was on, but he was on some show, and he was saying that Nick Cannon should not comment on him, his wife, or answer any questions. Was that in the show, or was that his little video he decided to tape? When the train oh, was it the video? I thought, it was okay. the, it was in the video. I wasn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, because he brought up um, he brought up Nick Cannon. He brought up Drake, Drake and, he and brought Pusha up- T. How, he the, said that if he wasn't oh, yeah. medicated, then he would have stepped yeah. in during the beef. Like, but he, the other part, and he talked about Tyson Beckford. Yeah, which was with with 
the whole yeah. back and forth yeah. with Kim K. So mm. he asked him not to comment on his wife. And Nick Cannon responded with the video saying, you're not going to tell me, you know, welcome back from a sunken place, but you're not going to tell <laughs> me. We're not back from the sunken place. Let's be honest. I, I laughed. I, I laughed when he said correct that. Like, because, I, mm. sir, he's still there. It's funny how you tell me you back from the sunken right. place. I think that's up for debate. <laughs> I think that's up for us to decide. Right. Like, you it, back now. Right. You back now. Yeah. Right. He's not back. No, I don't think so. Now with that video, he back. Right. <laughs> And he told him, he said that he's going to say whatever he wants to say. If somebody asks him, if an interviewer asks him a question, he's going to answer the question. So how do y'all feel about mm. commenting on exes, ex-lovers, ex-situations? Do you think that a man or a woman has the right to answer questions or comment? about? I feel I'm on the fence about this because... You you have uh, what's your perspective as a married woman? Like, I don't think you, you don't talk ex, about it. Don't it, like, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had an ex that popped up, like you wouldn't feel like what would you be okay as a woman in the situation? I mean, if it was the context of like I smashed, like okay, and what? Like so, what if like one of your husband's exes oh, popped up? Like, no, nah, he's not with that shit at all oh, okay yeah okay but i mean shit happens you know especially if people feel like they will get some clout off of you or... yeah i feel like it's different too like being married and because i feel like i've talked about my exes on mm-hmm. on our show before mm-hmm. and i would feel like i would think it's weird if they would be i don't know i think it's a it's a very it's a very thin line to you know respect i think it depends on the context and then with kim k it's like you she puts herself out there like that like Kanye West talks about his wife in certain ways that to me are not necessarily respectful, but mm-hmm. that's theirs. That's their marriage. Do you feel like she was like, he disrespected me, go check him. Or do you feel like that was something Kanye took upon himself? I don't think she gives a fuck. I think mm-hmm. it was something that Kanye was he feeling was like, about. yeah, he was just upset feeling himself. And he just mm-hmm. felt like throwing some names out there and like you remember. Yeah, when? So to me, like if I heard a guy talk about me, to me, as long as it's true from the extent of his experience, I don't get what I would really be upset about. I had a guy years ago make a YouTube video talking shit about me. He said that I was crazy and that I was going <laughs> to. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't laugh. He said that I was crazy and then uh-huh. I was going to like go put some paws on somebody. Like he was. What? What was he talking so about? So my okay, short story. My ex friend was like, remember, remember when AIM was out and everybody had a sidekick and yeah, everybody yeah. was messaging. So my friend had aimed my ex. And he wasn't my ex. It was somebody I was talking to, and he filmed a video while she was aiming him and was like, yeah, so and so just hit me up. If Mimi, you know, hit you back and see this, it ain't my fault. The bitch is crazy. So it's like, okay. Oh. And then like somebody sent me the video, like my ex-friend at the time sent me the video. So I've had like exes like talking shit about me, like talking greasy about me. But I think that's only because they hurt. <laughs> you, I think, and I think sometimes to me, like exes, I was just talking about this with somebody earlier. It's like exes represent different lessons for me. Like even if I was just talking to a dude, like every, every man that has pretty much entered my life, in some type of romantic pursuit has always taught me a lesson. So sometimes I'm yeah. just speaking on a lesson. It really yeah. got, Nothing you know, and when I speak on people, I usually don't say their name. Yeah. So y'all can, I mean, most people could figure it out, right. but <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever spoke foul Feel-able. onto somebody's name mm-hmm. just to be speaking foul. Like you might've did some foul shit and I might've did some foul shit and right. we could talk about that. But sometimes we got to talk about these experiences be- because, yeah, you yeah. know, what that's, was that's, it? It's a part of your journey. So yeah. So to me to, to pretend like some shit didn't happen just to make somebody else comfortable yeah. is like, I mean, again, you have to check the person is what is the person always bringing it up for just no apparent reason. Like, right. is it not connected to the conversation? They just want to name drop or right. what is that? Niggas be want to name drop. Yeah. I think that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> truthfully honestly well tr- truthfully <laughs> truthfully so yeah we're gonna make a post about that i think yeah. we need to i want to know like do you think do y'all think that's okay to talk about a past lover's name i mean you know don't say it's relative to the context like talk about just make yeah. a decision if you think that that's cool or mm. not because i think generally speaking it wouldn't bother me it depends it might you might trigger but me i don't think in any, terms of like I, mm, why are you feeling that way right like, Personally, I don't think besides, okay, you can call me crazy, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I don't think an ex has, like, 
bad shit to say about me. So I really yeah. don't I feel like care. I need to ask some ex- exes, like, do you talk about me? Like, do you bring my name up in conversation? So... Not, not me. I'm not mad. I just, I don't even think my exes do. Like, I don't think that I come up in conversation. Well, that's what you think. You're right. Because yeah. I guess you would never Niggas know. these days. Oh. <laughs> did you bleep yourself out again? I Maybe did. always self-censoring. I did. <laughs> Oh, you got a national day today or are we blank? Oh, blank. Okay, we'll come back to y'all with the national day. <laughs> See, y'all thought we'll you wanted back. to do the national We We gonna come back. All okay. right, y'all. Now, now it's time to get into Insecure, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Did y'all watch y'all's nice episode of Insecure? It's only one more episode, y'all. I'm so mad. First of all, I'm mad that the show isn't an hour. I feel like we didn't really get far in this season i feel like we made there were i feel like there were things that happened in her growth that was steps like i feel like we got to see Issa take steps but we are not gonna see where those steps lead her in this until next season and i'm disappointed about that i am too i want to see something like where the hell is nathan (laughs) (laughs) everybody's still looking for nathan where is Nathan? What y'all look at? What, we know, what if, like, it's just like life and we never see Nathan again? But the fact that you go into his house and you almost hacked his computer and you are searching his <laughs> room. And I would ask his Spoiler alert. where the hell is he? Because I just feel like if you did all of that. It, you, you might as well just ask him. And why did he not say, yo, like, well, he, you know. I mean, I know niggas don't really like to get into female <laughs> problems. but It's probably not a good idea that she's here. True. But then also, like, does that mean that he... Because I always want... That's one, something I'm very interested in is, like, understanding the male relationship. So, like, understanding the brotherhood. Like, is he... Would he even have a sense or a filter to be like, no, nah, this isn't... It's not right that she's here. Like, what has Nathan even told him? That's true. Because I don't feel like Issa was acting crazy yet, like, when he fell off. So it wasn't like... What she was, was on her way. She was on her way, but, like, I don't think it would be to him, like, she getting crazy. Yeah. You the one laying in bed, staring off in the space. I'm out. Like, how you know when it's real? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just hurting for her because I'm... These men... He played games. <laughs> he played games. He He's played definitely games, playing games. Period. And I don't. That's why she's tripping. Do she's y'all like, do the ghosting thing? No, that's something else we need to talk about. Like, that ghosting thing... I understand where it comes from because sometimes I think just because how we're socialized to communicate with one another, I think we run away from telling somebody like, you not it. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Like, I think that's where it stems from. It's like somebody, it's, it's very uncomfortable for us to say, you not be it. And somebody feel like that's attached to their value. Like, I don't think that that's true. But with this situation, I don't think it's like, you're not it. I think it's something that has, everything to do with him yeah i think it has and but like sometimes that you need to be able to say that is like i really like you but this timing like i'm really dealing with some shit right now i think he's on the run that would make sense to me yeah he's a barber yeah i just don't trust barbers i'm sorry (laughs) i just i all the stories when somebody's sleeping with somebody mama auntie some it always be a barber (laughs) Yeah, barbers and barbers. Even me having my head shaven, like always crossing the line. Like I just came here for a haircut. They got too sir. much damn time on their hands. And you talking? To, you talking? I heard you talking about your whole wife. The whole. That's all. The, never mind. We're not gonna get into no. We're not gonna talk about barbers. <laughs> we not because we might have some people that's really some faithful barbers. What y'all think about barbers? <laughs> I'm really curious. We gonna have to poll barbers. I like some, that messiest. The messiest <laughs> on this earth, like top five, top five, easy top three, easy top three, <laughs> like top three. I I just because I think it's it has to do with the job and what you have access to. Yeah, because even like you know you be talk about NFLs, you know athletes mm-hmm. but it's, it's so much of that cheating culture is because of what they have access to on who has access to them on a daily basis. Yeah. And what that status means. And I mean, if you're a Barbie, every, everybody don't mind a free haircut, whether it's for you, your son, your <laughs> your boyfriend, whoever it is. Like, I feel like if I was dating, if a nigga told me he was a barber, I'm running. Like, yeah. I can't. Mm, that, you're a barber? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's it. It was pleasure me. In a discussion. In a discussion. <laughs> uh, what about the rekindling of, let's talk about Molly and Asian Bay. What like did, did you think he stepped over uh, on a boundary when he was like, you sleeping with your your friend? I'm not even going to lie. I 
think I was like folding clothes when that happened <laughs> and I was looking away. So I have to rewatch the episode. Yeah, rewatch that. Yeah. Rewatch it. <laughs> Essentially, she told, because, you know, they were at Coachella. They was both high out their minds mm-hmm. and just in a very vulnerable space telling each other's business. And so I guess she had mentioned, you know, the situation between her and Dro. And in the process of that, she, um, he brought it back up when they went on their date and she got really offended. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even know me like that type mm-hmm. shit. And to me, it's like, Molly, stop playing. Yeah. She needs to pick a, like, and he, he, I mean, he says some, he made some jokes, but like, Molly, you also got that type of mouth. Right. You also was yeah, rolling slick. until it cut you, you a little right. too deep. Yeah. So. She's that type of person, though. Like, she can't take it. Mm-mm. She can dish it. And I'd be so disappointed. Like, Molly, just, you like him. Right. You're interested in exploring it at the very least, so just explore she, it. She's the epitome of dishing and not being able to take it. Just how the old boy slammed the door or, like, walk on the next episode. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. attorney. What's yes, his name? Yes, he's like, mm-hmm. like he, he, he's you know hit you with the Heisman, <laughs> the Heisman hand, the Heisman. But this is what you did to your other counterparts. So that's true. You can dish that shit, but you need to be able to take it too, sis. Yeah, that's very um, true. And what did you think about Lawrence and Easter rekindling like, like a bond? No, uh, no, 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 no. I don't I think they're going to date. Like, I feel like they'll be very helpful to each other, but I don't think in a romantic way. I don't even think that that's and, – and it's complicated, right, because those feelings were once there, and now you're seeing each other in a different light. So I think, you know, it is a risk, but I think where they're both at is a space where they could have companionship. I'm not here for it. And typical niggas. You, Maybe always here with the boundary. You catch chlamydia, you run the church. You know, like. First of all, somebody was telling me, like, oh, yeah, she going to stay with the church. The church girl is a really good option for him. Like, he's not going to do that. Right. Lawrence is lying to himself. He's not honest with himself at certain points. Yeah. So, um, And I think what it is is, like, I think you get to the point where you realize the bullshit you're doing isn't working, right? So when you realize the bullshit you're doing isn't working, then you want to try to do something else. And I think what everybody always says is church. Yeah. But it just may be, <laughs> it may be a spiritual connection, but it don't have to be church. And then here come Chaz to going down. I straight too and- far. <laughs> this one, I said he going to catch a church lady. Oh, this going to be a whole mess. <laughs> I was dying laughing, but... And it's weird because, you know, one thing that Lawrence, it just always hurts to watch me is, like, Lawrence, like you said, he's lo- he really can't be honest with himself yeah. at a lot of times. Like, he honestly knew when that him and the lady was talking, like, you wasn't feeling this service. And she right. telling you, like, this is great. I'm doing this, yeah. this, and that. And you can't even recognize and say, like, this ain't, ain't going to work. This, but you you and this, this ain't, ain't going to work. <sighs> Which is interesting. I'm, I feel like we... I, I always just am so curious nervous. about, like, how... What is going through Lawrence's head? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. You feel like he's that disconnected? I feel like he's that disconnected. I feel like because he has sense. a job and stability now. Yeah. But this is a still this is still a mess over here. What's, what's your prediction for next week? Do you think we're ever going to hear from anything? like for Because next week is the finale. Do you think we're going to hear from Nathan? Like, or do you think he's going to resurface? I don't think he'll resurface until next season. Yeah. What else? Do you have Typical, any other like, predictions? How you still posting though? Like, <laughs> at least reply. I'm okay. I'm not dead. Yeah, because sometimes it's, that's what it's really just about. Or it's leave like, me alone. I'm good, sis. Enjoy. <laughs> like, tell us, say but something. But if he couldn't say anything on the exit, like, we honestly can't expect anything else. <sighs> that's exhausting to me. I can very. I feel where she's coming from. Like, yeah, it's very exhausting. That's a messed up place to be in. I think just relation, like, dating, not even, relationships are a whole nother step, but like, this dating phase where you're getting to know somebody and that, like, that part can be very exhausting if motherfuckers ain't transparent. And we're not, most people aren't gonna aren't, be. Yeah. Because we're taught, like, you can't let them into, because we're taught not to be vulnerable, yeah. right? So that's why you're having these emotions, knowing whatever the hell you got going on here, but you're not bringing up right. that. right. Because you're trying to control the situation, but it's already out of your control. So you might as well just let somebody be aware so that they can make a choice for themselves. Yeah. They can say, okay, this is going to work for me. Yeah. Okay, that's not. Yeah. But usually that's not how it goes. Just men, if there's any men listening, y'all got to <laughs> understand, like, when a woman likes you and she opens up to you, like, she's being vulnerable with you. Like, and if you don't like her or if you're going through something, like, just 
I know we've said this, but like, just say it. Just yeah. say it. Like, it's hurting us more to ghost us. Just say you're not yeah. feeling us. I think, in, but I think, like you say, even it's complex because it's not that he's not feeling. I, I don't, I, I just, huh, the times in which you could tap into Nathan's brain. Yeah. It's just, that's but, and then that's the part, I think that's in. the part that is so obsessed. Girl, the camera done zoomed in all on your mouth. We got some paranormal activity going around here. But I think, you know, just the idea that it we're just not taught. And we're not and so one, we have to acknowledge that we're not taught to do these things. And secondly, we have to just realize that it's our responsibility to learn and do better. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Niggas do better. And and it's not always just them. Niggas do better. And a, a PSA from Monty BB. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move into ghetto and godly moments of the week. What was your ghetto and godly? Mm, y'all week? know I'm living this ghetto and godly life. Okay, <laughs> so um, I will say my ghetto and godly moment. I don't know if you guys were listening to last week. Hopefully, you were. <laughs> so you are. If not, it is archived. <laughs> right, you are abreast of what I'm going through. Um, so I lost connection with my mom. And I was so disgruntled, not disgruntled, I was disheveled. Is that the right word? Yeah, both. I was all over the place. Yeah. And I really just wanted my mommy. But um, I feel like my ghetto and godly moment was just realizing how connected I am to my Mm -hmm. mother and how much of her is me. So when I lost that connection and when we weren't speaking, a part of me was lost. Mm -hmm. And I just had to realize, like, okay, you are K West. Like you right. a part of a lot of who you are. And because of her, you are who you are. Yeah. If that made any sense. Um, so that was just my ghetto, like my realization, like, yeah. Oh shit. Like I am a, a lot of who I am is because of her. Yeah. So that was my moment. Yeah. My aha. That's moment. dope. My ghetto and galley moment. That's dope. I'm, yeah. I like that moment. Yes. Thank you. My ghetto and godly moment. I just had a so I went home last week. God just was like telling me to go home, and it was a it's a very um probably the most emotional trip that I've taken at mm-hmm. home. Um, and one of the moments that was just like so beautiful is that I was I kind of had some other plans, things didn't work out, um, but I wound up connecting, you know, with some angels that really were able to put me in a better perspective and space. Mm. So shout out to Anna, Danielle, Allie, Rahel. Anna Banana. It was just it was just such a vibe to be around beautiful women who were able to just be vulnerable with each other and talk about like just mm. we talked about love, we talked about career moves, we talked about you know really pursuing what it is that is in our purpose and kind of st- you know taking those steps in faith. And it was just like such a beautiful space because I was so because the news that I had gotten earlier in my trip, I was just very like just mm. not in a good mood. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like to stay in those places. I like to feel it, you know, and, and have those moments, but I also really enjoy joy. Yeah. And that's something that I'm, I really have to be honest to. So just how everything aligned, I just knew it was what God had for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also just one of them ghetto and godly moments mm-hmm. to just, you know, just really talking and, and having that fellowship and having that sisterhood with people I don't see all the time, you know, right. they welcomed me into that space. Right. Um, and, and it was just like nice to see how we're inspiring one another. Mm. I think that was just awesome. Some of them had just recently quit their jobs to pursue their passion. Okay, yes. You know, we were talking about even just dating. We'll get into this a little bit later during uh, Solo in the City. Um, but just talking about what it means for, um, you know, we're all heterosexual so for what it means for a man to make, you know, to treat you as the special person that you are. Mm. And like why in our journey of womanhood that that's become important. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Let's get into the episode talking about body and beauty and beauty. So maybe how do you define beauty? Like what is what is your definition of beauty? Beautiful. Beauty. Beauty is a feeling. It's not Mm. necessarily external or physical it's just how you feel mm. about yourself or others um yeah i think it's relative mm, i don't want to say here you go with word. your r word it's, it's relative, relative. <laughs> <laughs> um it's whatever you want to make it you know yeah. and it, it's beyond the physical that's what beauty is to me yeah i think for me um 
beauty is all like you ever seen like to me that's what i'm learning about things when 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 things make me pause whether it's a person a place a feeling mm. um you know just even a sense of smell like when you just have to stop and be like whoa mm. and beauty is different to me a lot like i don't i don't like going places and seeing people look the same that don't <sighs> naturally look the same welcome to instagram you know what i mean like so <laughs> i think when i see things that are different and some of these people have these features some of this is natural mm-hmm. to these people and i really think that that is what can be like oh wow like when things that make me pause are mm-hmm. what i think are beautiful when i go and experience things and i'm just like wow like i just need to take a moment hmm. so that's dope that's what beauty is to me hmm what personality trait is most important for inner beauty I'll go first with that. Mm. I think authenticity Mm. and just being your authentic self. And I feel like all of us fall short of that. Like you pull back. I think it's a journey. It is. Again, it goes back to that conditioning of even thinking like as a child, you wanted to play and explore and somebody tell you, I don't do that. No, Mm. that's Mm. off limits. That's too adult. You can't do that Mm. rather than just really allowing you to explore. Well, just being honest like that is what's even if you don't like something or somebody like tell me so i can act appropriately like i feel like that is the most important thing just be honest that's real i think for me um and this kind of goes along with um you know the solar system what i do with my business is confident Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of there's a lot of sexiness and beauty and confidence Mm. To me, like I just, to me, because confidence is not waiting for permission to tell somebody yes, how you feel. Yes. Confidence isn't trying to make it seem like something, even though it's something else. Confidence is that authenticity in a, in a moment to just be like, you know, my shit stank too, but mm-hmm. here I am. Right. And I do have things and value to add. So for me, inner beauty, and I think that goes outward. Mm. To me, that's mm-hmm. when I see a man and I'm looking like, damn, I nine times out of 10, he's giving me confidence in something. Mm. And sometimes it's not confidence in his, maybe it's confidence in his intelligence, confidence in his culture, whatever it is. Like, usually that's what that is. It's right. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. That little tingle. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, not the tingle. The tingle. What's okay. tingling? Ooh. We ain't going to get into <laughs> that. <laughs> so what, what, what makes somebody beautiful in our country? So the United States, like, what do you think the United States is saying about beauty? <sighs> I think it's shifting. In ways. Not drastic shifts. Yeah, in ways. And not necessarily to be more inclusive, but I think it's Mm. shifting because I think there are people, you know, such as Rihanna with her, you know, Savage, Mm -hmm. uh, the Fenty line to come out and say, like, I'm going to have all types of women. Yeah. So I think we're seeing more people in positions of power and influence to come out and really be, you know, intentional about being inclusive of more honest body depictions. And beauty depiction. I think there's in this country it's either like a very European look with the blonde or the long hair. Oh yeah, hair. we gotta talk about um what you call it? Ha- Napoli Ever After. Yes. Did y'all watch that with Sanaa Lathan? Yes. It, it just came good. out on Netflix on Monday. That it was dramatic, but it was <laughs> it hit some points. It did. In a very dramatic way. And then there's another side of that that's very Afrocentric like two sides of it but what about like people like i don't feel like i'm either or like i'm but very i don't in think between. that the afrocentric you know to be honest like when i see that it's still people with very european features it's usually just with darker skin hmm. so i don't usually even see like people praising somebody with you know bolder or uh, more prominent african features that's being like oh that's beautiful i don't necessarily see that Hmm. I see that more often, more often than just someone that's not, I'm not, I don't look European and I'm not necessarily like a natural girl and you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I think, but like, I think that's where the beauty ads come in is like for the cosmetic lines. Like I, that's where I see less of like, I'm natural. I, I'm wanting, that's why I think I see less of that. Hmm. And especially like with the couture fashion, like that, I've, I'm seeing more like more of a diversity there, even within black women. Yeah. But I'm saying I don't, 
there's no it's you're either this or you're that and then whatever that is in between it's like okay well what what are you like mm, so you're mm. talking about like being exotic like where yeah, are you from like, like where yeah like what like what okay so oh you just you just african-american yeah you just you're okay you're just a black girl okay. like yeah yeah it's just like yeah. yeah yeah i think that's what that's what's like the thing is like you know, that's what Solange has meant a lot to me about is mm-hmm. just, you know, her speaking about we can't wait for other people to validate Mm-mm. us. We really can't. So if you see a black girl or you see somebody and have a chance to plug somebody that you're not like you do it yeah. because we can't we can't keep waiting for somebody to tell us we're beautiful. We can't keep waiting for somebody to tell us we're intelligent. We can't keep waiting for us to tell somebody that an award, we should get an award. You see how many actresses? Oh. That have been acting their ass off mm-hmm. for decades, our whole lives, and never and just now accolades. getting their first, just yeah. now getting their mm. yeah, yeah. So in in that way, it's shifting, but you know, yeah. I think it's I think it's really again. I don't think it's leaps and bounds, and I don't think the progress is enough by any means. But I do. I'm starting to see different things mm-hmm. from different brands, though. Like it's not everybody. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think more uh, centralized and localized brands in terms of, they're still large companies, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing them be more intentional. But like you said, it's still, it's still some poison in that. Yeah. It's still a marketing gimmick. I feel like we're, we're just now realizing as mm-hmm. of the past few years, recent years, that we're just realizing, okay, my hair is beautiful. Like my dark skin right. is nice. And I'm not one to say don't get a relaxer. I'm just, if you have a relaxer, let it be. I think you can have beautiful and healthy relaxed hair like i don't yeah, i see what i see that. though what i think is problematic is when you holding on to that length you don't have <laughs> clip them in you know what i mean like and, and it's just like because that's a standard you're holding yeah. on to it's not that your hair is healthy it's not right. that your it's not that you got a relaxer it's that your hair is looking like it's falling off your head <laughs> and all because it's it touched your back that's what that don't mean shit that doesn't mean anything girl i just (laughs) (laughs) to me okay yeah and i think you know i think that there there's beautiful hair i believe you know i think that's the beautiful thing about being a black woman to me is that i have the ability to kink to straighten to curl to wave to slick to do all these things so i by no chance of telling nobody to to limit themselves if you need to explore with a wig do whatever makes you feel confident but Mm -hmm. y'all don't be feeling confident sometimes yeah or just make sure you moisturize your juices and berries on your app on TWA because sometimes it's it's drier. <laughs> you know, like I don't I just think that I think ultimately it should be about the health of you, your hair, and how you feel. And I'm gonna have an opinion. And feeling confident and I had to come to terms with that. Like there was a point where I would not wear my natural hair. I'm like, my natural hair is nice. Yeah. But I refused to wear my natural hair because and it wasn't because I didn't feel as beautiful. It was because, okay. I can't do everything when I just have a flat iron. I've never had yeah. a relaxer. So yeah. if some moisture touched this shit, it's going to kink right back up. Yeah. And I don't want an afro because I just paid to get my hair straightened and my two weeks ain't up yet. But so, what about just wearing it out in natural, like without straightening, um, like no heat, natural? I don't know how to comb hair. So mm. that would be a whole other What if process. we did a workshop? We could do a workshop. And I've tried that before, yeah. but it's, it's still... Cause I have somebody else who just reached out to me and was like, can you, you know, help me figure out what to do with my natural hair? I really don't want to do this no more. And I realized natural hair is expensive to, to maintain. It's not. I went to the beauty supply and I was like, for what? All these What I would tell you, what I do agree is it can be, it can be if you exploring, if you really like get down to stuff that you could put in your body and put like, if you find a product line. And so some of that exploration can take some time and, mm-hmm. and be costly, but there's so many, there's like hair swap shares. Like when I was natural, I didn't spend a lot of money on my hair. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first, like when I first did a big chop and I was just on, trying to like watch all these reviews and buy all this different stuff. Yeah. But sometimes it's about you taking some damn mayonnaise, Putting that mayonnaise on your True. hair, putting that shower cap on, and some you already got in the house, making you an avocado mask, doing things that you can get for La Bonita for under five dollars. Okay. Get you some olive oil, some lemons, like it just stuff that is natural to you. And of course, you can go invest in those products, but 
be mindful. Do your research. You don't have to go and buy everything because that's the trendy. That's the marketing, right? Is they True. want they want you to believe that being natural is expensive. Right. And it can be. But even I have locks. I don't buy hair products. True. And you're so right. And it's also time consuming. Yeah, I, I don't would say that. That, that, part, that part I can't. I, I don't have that type of time, okay? <laughs> I need to. Well, there's all different types of protective <laughs> stuff. So I just say exploit. Because to me, I think it's just like one of those things about knowing our bodies, right? Is that I think you need to understand your hair. Even if it's for like you give yourself a month. You, I think it's something liberating and, and something very intimate about you understanding your kink, your curl, your wave, yes, your stretch. It is. It is. It's, At it's all stages, thing. I think it's a beautiful. Th- I yeah. think it's. A, I think it's a. It's an essential thing in yeah. your your journey of womanhood. Now, whenever you take that, is whenever you walk into that space. But yeah. one day, I think that there's also a lot of ideas around like shrinkage and like not feeling woman. I always wonder that, like what like we your hair our hair does normally shrink a lot mm-hmm. or it can but i also because sometimes i've become very concerned with like the associations with that like okay your hair is shrinking it looks shorter but what does that mean about your beauty because our even going back to like our parents and our grandparents like mm-hmm. your hair is like your glory your pride like, and yeah yeah so i mean it's it's deep rooted and I don't feel that every black woman is supposed to know how to do hair, how to braid, how to twist, how to do these things. I just think at some point you should explore it. I don't know how to braid. Yeah. And I don't okay. know how to. I, I do. Could, and I could I twist. Don't. I could twist. I could twist. I could twist. I just can't braid to save my life or part straight. Yeah, I can't part straight. That part that is going to be crooked as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Sometimes I, I rock my crooked parts with pride. Okay. Yeah. So what about, <laughs> so on this show, uh, Natalie ever after, after. Mm-hmm. they were talking about that right like they were yeah. talking about how she grew up basically her mom was like you can't wet your hair it has to be yeah. this long straight hair she got involved with a man and like had the expectation for long straight hair so I asked this question on my Instagram and earlier it was at 100% but I asked the question of um, you know is it does your spouse have should your spouse have access to be able to you know do you feel like your partner should have a say in how you wear your hair I don't think they should. I think you should be able to rock whatever style you are feeling like you want to rock. Like mm-hmm. I'm somebody that changes my hair pretty frequently. So if yeah. I had to check in and say, Hey, and then that's going to be a problem because tomorrow is going to be a different wig. Yeah. Is possibly. there ever a time when he's vocalized? Like he doesn't like a hairstyle or he's um, not, a, he one, not a light. He may be a light fan. At one point he did not like the long weed, the long straight weed. Mm-hmm. And it was because of his own issues. Uh, he felt like the attention I would get from different mm-hmm. men because that's of interesting. The long hair, and I'm like, that's well, I get attention. It doesn't matter right. what type of hairstyle I wear. Like, right. they still gonna look. Cause that's I- really interesting because when I before I locked, or even when I was locked. Um, I used to wear wigs a lot. I would explore a lot more with wigs. And when I would go into these corporate settings, I would give so many compliments whenever it was like a straight mm, or a long wig. Mm. Like if I wore my afro, I would be like, hey, you know, it'd be more mm. like the black woman, like, your hair is cute, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would bother me. So Isn't I would that just stop. like the, sh- the movie? How yeah. her, the tension shifted when exactly. she cut her hair, but when she had the long hair, it was never the a, straight hair. A it was like all the men were like breaking their necks to turn and, mm-hmm. and look at her. And I think, you know, whether or not we accept that for ours I think we feel it we see it mm-hmm. so I think that does have an impact on us whether that means that we stick to that long hair even though you know and I don't think there's anything wrong with long hair you genuinely like long hair but I think it's always good for us to turn inward for a moment and say like am I having this long hair because of the attention I get and if so what does that really mean mm-hmm. or is it that I just this is my shit because especially out here I'm sorry y'all in this hot ass weather <laughs> hot ass weather in las vegas for the frontal some of these i be seeing bundles on bundles and i just be wondering is this okay shit is hot that we just okay. took out that long straight one i was like oh no let me go back to the because i just feel like it TV. might even get a little mildew you gotta yeah, be careful you with do. that and it, y'all we don't be washing our weaves are we supposed to it's okay they we're, don't gonna, smell we're gonna learn how to do that we're gonna learn but yeah. Okay, but into body. What was the other video, Mimi, that you had sent me? Oh, it was a guy talking about. It was 
showing pictures of Nicki Minaj, Amber Rose, and different women that have had that have altered their butts in particular. And he was saying that they call themselves queens and they're not queens. The queens to him are the the Nia Longs and the Lisa Bonet. And Jada Pinkett and Janice Smith is some people that have also had plastic surgery. Did you notice that? Absolutely. A lot of plastic surgery. Okay. Okay. It's just now settled in. So, you know, he was saying that they're not queens and they don't deserve to, in so many words, deserve the right to call themselves a queen, which I disagree. A queen is whatever. If you feel like you a queen, sis, you a queen. Right. Who am I to tell you that yeah, you're I don't not? Think that, I if, think that that's, that is a self Yeah, self-proclaim. Yeah, that's self-proclaim. Yeah. And if somebody calls you his or she or queen, then, hey, you're a queen in their eyes. That's what it is. Is that my idea of what i think a queen is no my idea may be a little bit different than yours but that's okay Mm -hmm. if you wanted to glue fucking feathers on your ass and (laughs) and call yourself a duck who am i to tell you not a duck you're not a duck you're not quacking though (laughs) (laughs) like who am i yeah so I, i think it's just one of those things where it's like you you really i don't know i feel Here's the thing. I think we all make judgments. I think we all have opinions and critiques, but I think a lot of the times that those can be done from a very narrow perspective. Mm. And for me, his video just showed like, okay, you have a type of woman, but at the end of the day, that doesn't make another woman less than because she's not your type. Absolutely. And I think that's the part where it's hard because it's like, now you're creating this idea around somebody having a fake butt. And it's really dudes like you probably as to why that person was Mm -hmm. need felt she needed to do that. Because unfortunately, she was trying to attract a man like you. Absolutely. I went and did a house call for a client who is a worker. Mm-hmm. And, um, a worker. A worker. As soon as I walked in, she was like, Yes, like I, my surgeon just left. And, like, and she's Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was like, my, my plastic surgeon just left. And he just did these injections and he's doing butt shots for the low. And it's just like, okay, um, I'm okay with my butt. <laughs> I think that's weird that people bring that to somebody. I, like and maybe I wasn't it's resourceful. I don't know. I wasn't offended. I I felt sad mm. for her to think that there's just her worth like rest on that. Cause yeah. she has enhanced her butt and her boobs yeah. and stuff. So to each their own, but I'm I'm okay with me. Yeah, my butt is little, but I don't little I'm, bits matter. I'm I'm good with my, yeah. my my butt. I don't have any complaints. But I just felt like, damn, that's all. That's it. Like, mm. hmm. And it's so many women that. that yeah, I was. I've it just I've, rests on that. I've I've run into some women lately who've who've talked very vocally about you know I'm about to go get I'm about to go down to the islands Isn't to get it crazy my. How it's and it's just it's weird how it's such like a normal conversation and it's like. You know, how you feel about your body is so important. Mm. How you explore your body, how you know your body, how you treat your body is so important. And so to hear people constantly feel that they aren't enough, I think that, I think if the surgery and the desire was coming from a place where they felt fulfilled and they felt complete, but the conversations I'm having with people about this is like, well, it's not where it's supposed to be, but it's like your body is built like that. You're not supposed to have a big butt. Absolutely. Just like I ain't supposed to have big titties. Okay. I got a big butt. I'm not one in person that got both. Okay. Got there, there's people that do, but I, I was supposed to have some small Absolutely. titties and a big booty and big hips. Like right. that's just, and that's okay. It is. And when I was younger, I used to think about like, cause I think people would talk about it more like, oh girl, you ain't got no boobs. And so I would be like, I, you know, I was like, maybe when I get older, maybe I'll get a breast. And then I got older like, for what? Don't nobody want that for me. Like I don't like don't for what. Nobody wants but it's like, but, what, but why would I want them? That wouldn't be coming from me. It's not because it's coming from me. I had to right. I had to sit and think like, damn, would I would I allow a doctor to stick some foreign shit in my ass? And my answer was no. Like I, I'm not opposed. I'm, I'm whoever wants to get plastic surgery. Hats off to you. To each they own. Um, before I would do that. I would put my own fat in my, and that would have to be a long, hard conversation I would have mm. with myself. But to put a foreign, like foreign liquid into my butt, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I think somebody on Instagram said plastic surgery can be addictive as any drug. And yes. I do believe that because I think there's that body dysmorphia mm-hmm. that comes along That's with that. Real. Is that 
even with weight loss, like all of that, like I think it's very important to to seek counsel. And if you're going to do that, so if you're getting plastic surgery, I hope that you have some sort of counsel yeah. because it's very easy to be like, okay, well now that this like this, I could do this too, and I could do this too. And it's like, you know, I just hope that you aren't losing yourself. And I think, you know, men have, this is a conversation for them. I don't hear about them doing plastic surgery as much, but I definitely hear comments. I don't think that this is just something that impacts women. No, it's not. Because the reason why he felt the need to say that and felt he felt like it was okay, the guy that made the video, yeah. was because we're leading with this. Like, my ass, all you see is ass. Yeah. And ass there's nothing and wrong with ass. And I think, I think that's it. the part that gets frustrating as a person with ass is like, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, y'all, the ass ain't the issue. But you don't lead with that, though. I think it was a good six months before I realized you had a big ass. <laughs> Because I, you know, it's not something that you put in everybody's I'm face. Like, hey, like, y'all. Oh. Now every time I see him, like, but hey, you know what's ass. crazy is how many people will come up to me like, "Girl, if I had an ass like that, I'd be out here doing." It. But it's like, but it's just the ass, though. It's just the ass. Like, it's ass. Mm-hmm. I sit on it most of the time. <laughs> like, yeah, it could be fun, but I think you know, I think it's, I think we, it's just one of those things that's just. We need to self check first. Yeah. I would just ask that anybody and even people who are doing certain wearing certain shit under they shit like what well, is it it's okay to have some back rows it's okay to beautiful. have so, so you know how many people I styled and it's just like you're a woman mm-hmm. like that's such an honor to be a woman to have bodies that fluctuate and yes it's not always comfortable because we're holding on to an idea of who we used to be but even when we were there we thought we was fat mm-hmm. yeah so it's like there's so many times where you just have to say like it's okay like even when i big thing for me when i'm on birth control my body fluctuates a lot yeah so I've had to talk to myself and say, you're going to have to be okay. So what do I do? I buy pants in multiple sizes. Mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross taught us that. Mm-hmm. You got a favorite pair of jeans, you get them in three sizes. One size for when you slim in gym, one size for when you at your normal, and one size for when you're a little fluffy. And I think that's the thing is rather than me saying I need to go get something done, me just embracing that my body moves. It fluctuates. My body is able to bear a life. Yeah. I have these big hips for like I have them and some people don't have them but I think we have to get away from an ideal body mm-hmm. cuz there's some beautiful ass bodies that don't look anything alike. Mm-hmm. I think it's I love when I see like very skinny women that usually you, you mm-hmm. I think of like generally like runway models and I think that there are other people can be runway models now I think we can break outside of that but sometimes clothes look different on them and it looks yeah. great. Yeah. And sometimes when the curves is what's banging the clothes so I think me having a love for fashion, it just really disheartens me to see everybody want to have the same body. Yeah. I think it's less about the ass, the titty, the this, the that. It's the and fact the that it's face. just this idea we have to be one way, one, one way. box, and that's all that's beautiful. Because I've seen beautiful, beautiful male bodies, woman mm. bodies, you know, bodies that don't necessarily that are gender fluid, and it's just like that's bomb. But it's like, why it, are we all chasing the same? It's shit? so interesting to me. It's interesting to me when a woman carries or a man carries himself with a certain confidence and then you have to like double take like okay well you don't you know you don't have the idea when well, you got you... that big dick energy <laughs> i don't know about that okay? oh okay i didn't i thought that's what you were saying Ooh, no i'm just saying in general but um but you know you're rocking it whatever it is yeah. like that's good for you like exactly. that's fly like you're fly because mm-hmm. of your, your energy that you're bringing exactly well we're gonna continue the conversation on social media this week there's some different topics that i think we want to get a little further into and get y'all input on we're gonna transition into solar in the city city. so my question today was what are the top three characteristics that you're seeking when dating and so i've been thinking about this a lot because again i'm in a space where i'm like okay I'm ready to date again. I think I've, you know, I've done some work. I'm thinking about things. I'm open to certain things. Um, And so I found my top three. So the first one was, is to have evolving and prior to, prioritize relationship with a higher powering or the universe, a higher mm-hmm. power of the universe. So uh, whether that be God, however you look at God, um, I just, I need somebody that has a connection to something bigger than themselves, a source. Mm-hmm. Um, also to being passionate about them being passionate about life and self-development. That's important. Um, and number three for me is being passionate about me and treats me as a special person that I am. Cause yes. I think, I think that last one is one I forgot. Yeah. Like that last one is a new one for mm. me because I think it used to be okay to like, Oh, well just do what you do. What's my, you know, I need to feel special. Mm. I know I'm special. I treat myself such and mm. I treat others as such. And so that's the expectation. 
passion for me and somebody that's passionate about me because I, I'm a very passionate person. Yes. So you just liking me is just not going to be enough it's for me. Not enough. I mean, in the beginning you have to develop people, that yeah. understanding and get to know people, but those are my top three. Worship. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. <laughs> so what, you know, we just, I want to keep hearing the answers of what, what's in your top three. What's your top one? Is there one thing that's just non-negotiable? Do you even have a list? Hmm. We just out here dating without a list. Cause that are could, y'all? Are y'all? Mm? Let us know. Okay. <laughs> Can we be nosy? Right. Can we be nosy? So um, one thing that I wanted to, to, you know, highlight that's going on in the city this week. So for Soul in the City, y'all can catch me this Friday at Energy Yoga. She does a session. So Energy, I, at I-N-N-E-R-G-Y-O-G-A. Um, she's going to be doing her R&B yoga session with uh, DJ Lo the Dino on the ones and twos. Okay. So it's a very nice session. It's Friday, every Friday um, from 6.30 to 7.45 p.m. It's a $3 entry at Doolittle Gym. So make sure you come out. There's already mats there um, if you need a mat. Otherwise, you can bring your mat if you have your own. But it's just an, it's a really nice healing session just to chill out and vibe out mm-hmm. to some R&B. So I'll be there. Mimi, you coming? I'll be there. Mimi going to be there. Come kick it with Ghetto and Godly. Yeah, I see how she's going to try to put me on the you spot. See I don't tell her none of this until we get here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and this Saturday and Sunday, that's actually my other Galo and Godly moment. Um, uh, one thing I would like really believe is the, and is the energy that you put out into the world mm. and really believing and being faithful that God provides for you. And so I had a friend this morning send me um, the um, – uh, women who slay conference. And I know, remember it coming last year. I wasn't able to go cause mm-hmm. I found out about last minute. Um, but you know, finances are different in this entrepreneurship mm-hmm. journey. So kind of things that pop up, I'm always not able to respond to them as quickly. Right. Um, and so I was kind of, I took a step in my faith and was just honest with the person about it. Like, you know, I'm gonna try to figure something out, but right now it's really not in the budget. Let me tell y'all this person cash at me the money. Hey. for that ticket and i was just wanted to, to say that because i'm not gonna say who that is because you know because sometimes people yeah. want to be blessings right to you know in, in privacy right. and protect but i'm just so thankful because sometimes it really i just to you to to everybody mm-hmm. like y'all really keep me going in moments where i know i seem like i'm always you just going, going but it's it's just such a beautiful thing to be reminded of like she was like you got to be there mm-hmm Mm. this is for you to be there and mm. like I, what you're doing you need to mm. you need to see more people so i need you to be there and it was just such such a blessing so thank you yes. and and remember to do that for the people yes. you love because sometimes it, it means the world even if it's not monetary even if it's just sending them something that they need to be at and letting them know they need to be there just hold us accountable in that way um but we sure enough thank you thank you for joining us this monday Thank you for tuning in this week's episode of Ghetto and Godly, Beauty and Body, inspired by Janelle Monet's single, I Like That. Mimi, say it again. I like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be sure to tune in every Monday from 6 to 7 on the Hot 702.5 FM Sound. And keep the conversation going with your favorite co-host, Auntie Mimi and Sola T, uh, on Instagram this week at Ghetto and Godly. In the meantime, be you, love you, and do you. It's the Ghetto and Godly way. Bye, y'all. Bye.